Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host, Emmy Morgan. I apologize for having the show late, but I actually had a birthday parade to go to. So um, my niece, Macy, turned seven today, plus it was also Mother's Day. So what we did was uh, the aunts and uncles all came. Well, she they showed up at her elementary school, which is not that far from her house. And her mom, had, her mom and dad had said, oh, we're just going to go for a family walk. And then all of a sudden, um, all of her family, all of her aunts and uncles were lined up, and she just went one by one to each car, and um, we said happy birthday to her. We gave her balloons and cards. Uh, We gave her presents, and she was just like, this is the best birthday ever. She was just so surprised. Um, Yeah, so that was the first time I've ever done that. So um, we did that. We did it at, at like the drop-off point where like the bus picks up the kids or something. I don't know. It was nice because it was away from traffic, so we weren't holding up traffic. But I got there a little late, and I missed it because one of her uncles is um, on the police force, and he did this whole thing. So it was, I guess it was a really cool thing, and she was, like, all excited. So, you know, I think birthdays are really for kids and single people. You know what I mean? Like, for me, like, my birthday is the only day of the year that's focused on me. And I know that sounds weird to say that, um, but I don't have kids, so it's not like people come to my house to see my kids. People come to holidays to see my kids. People come see, you know, my kids for their birthdays. My birthday is literally the only time during the year that that people focus on me. And I get to be selfish for one day a year, and I'm okay with that. I actually, that's a lie. I all know that Valentine's is my favorite holiday of the year. So they also send me stuff for Valentine's. So those are my two things. Um, for Christmas, I'm really, I like, I'm easy to please. If you give me a holiday card, I am so pumped. I, for some reason, I love cards. I just, I don't know what it is about cards. I think it's the fact that um, people go out of their, you have to go out of your way to buy a card. You have, you can't just like go to the shelf and pick it. You have to like sit there and go through and pick the right ones for that person. So I guess that's why I like cards so much. It's almost like the person buying it can't, isn't a writer, but when you get the card from them, you know that that's the sentiment that they feel. Uh, It's just, I love cards. Oh, my gosh. Holiday cards are my favorite because you get to see the whole family, and then they tell a story. Like, my friend Kristen, she she actually tells a story on the back of all of her kids, like, doing, and, oh, it's so amazing. I just love holiday cards. I cannot wait to get a family because I am so going to annoy my friends and family 
the holiday cards, and oh, I just can't wait. So, anyways, um, I also I want to say you know obviously happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I'm sorry that you're quarantined. I'm sorry some of you can't see your children. Um, mad rush today. I went to go get um, a balloon for my niece, and it said something to the effect of ride unicorns, swim with mermaids, and dance with fairies. But it didn't say happy birthday because I wanted it to be like something she would love. You know what I mean? Um, so I went to the section because that's where the balloons are. There was a line in the floral section. I've never in my life had to stand in line in the floral section before, even on past Mother's Day. I don't know what it is about this Mother's Day, but everybody is like, I mean, there are people with multiple bouquets of flowers, and I got my little balloon I needed to blow up. But, um, yeah, that's, I hope and pray that those things weren't for show. Like, I know I'm being judgy, but I really think it's annoying when I see people treat their mothers like shit. 364 days of the year, and then one day during the year, they do this big, long post about their mother and how much they love her. Then why do you treat her like shit the rest of the time? So, yeah, I, um, I'm going to pray that it's, you know, the tide has changed, and being in quarantine has really made people appreciate things more. Um, yeah, so I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. There was a hiccup, though. Oh, my gosh. So this was supposed to be a surprise party, a surprise birthday party parade. So I'm always early to everything. I'm rarely late to anything, uh, especially when it comes to family. So I get to the school, and I ask my sister, you know, I'm parked in the back of the school, where do I go for this parade thing? And she's like, oh, no, no, leave the school and then park across the street from, from the school near the church. I said, oh, okay, I'll do that, I'll do that. She goes, take a right and then, you know. So I take a right and wouldn't you know it, at the corner, at the light, on my left are my sister and her family. And I'm like, oh, my God, if my niece sees me, she's going to know. I have a balloon in the back of the car. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So I just stared straight, and then I kind of turned my head a little bit, and I drove through the light after it changed. Excuse me, turned to green. And afterwards, I said to my sister, did you see me? She goes, oh, my God, I totally saw you, but nobody did. Nobody else did. And then her older daughter, she's like, yeah, I saw you, too. I'm like, oh, my God, did the other kids? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, (laughs) it was was like out of a sitcom. Like, you can't make that up. It's like, oh, jeez Louise, I hope nobody sees me. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. But I don't think they would have recognized me anyway because since the coronavirus, I've, I've actually not worn makeup or wigs. Yep. I've had my hair wrapped in every day. Well, I'll tell you in a minute, but. Every day I take a shower, and I know some people are like, oh, you're supposed to, but um, I'll just make it quick. There was a point in my life where my mom was so poor 
that we had to cold buckets of like like um big pots of water and boil them on stove and then put them in the tub and then run the cold water and make it warm and obviously she's we're past that point in our lives but ever since then every single night I take a shower because it's almost like you have the privilege now do not waste it remember that time when you were just like I wish I could take a shower I hate taking baths and you know we were that poor at one point so so every day that I take a shower I take off my head wrap and I slather on some coconut oil and um, these essential minerals for my hair because my hair is still braided. And, um, and then I put my, I take a shower with my, my um, so my stylist is going to be so happy. This hair is long. I cannot, like I pulled on it once and it's like past my shoulders. I'm so excited. I want that long hair, honey. I can't wait. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm really 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 excited. <sighs> I just want to like uh, do my hair myself, but I have I mean I've done my hair myself, and I've relaxed it myself. The only thing is I can't straighten it in the back. Like I'm not good at like I would rather go to a professional that knows how to do it. Number one. And number two, I feel like when I was doing it, I was like, oh, my God, my arm is so tired. I just need to finish this and get this over with. So I was kind of rushing. Then my hair was a little shorter, so it was kind of easier to manage. Now, I'm serious. My hair has to be somewhere past my shoulders. I'm going to say it's I'm praying it's right at my boobs. So, um yeah, hold on. Sorry, I just noticed that this thing says it's only got four minutes left and I need to change that. Okay, so we're good. Sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, something I actually want to talk about. I noticed something pretty disturbing on Instagram. A lot of celebrities are not wearing masks are not practicing social distancing. So when I went to go see my sister the last time, um, I wore a mask when I visited with her. Um, I sat in her living room. We were both wearing masks. We were, it was so uncomfortable. But we both were wearing masks. We are we're trying to be, you know, trying to be safe, you know, Um it's just strange to see these celebrities working out, uh, driving together, driving with their people, um, no masks or anything. And then they post about how brave and how, how fortunate we are to have first responders. Well, you're slapping him in the face by not wearing your protective gear. Like, I, I just, I don't understand the mentality. I don't get it. Like, I, I'm so confused. I really am. I'm very confused by this. I mean, like, 
one celebrity was driving and had all of their people in the car with them. Kids, too. No masks on anybody. I'm just like, just because you're a celebrity, you're not immune to it, sweetheart. Like, there have been celebrities that have died from this disease, and people are just like, oh, whatever. In fact, um, uh, Roy from Siegfried and Roy died from complications to this just yesterday or something like that. Like, this is serious. Why are we are at the latest stage in this game. Why aren't people taking it serious? I've actually unfollowed some celebrities that haven't taken it serious. I'll be 100% honest. feel like eh, I just they have this huge platform, and they're not doing what they, they're supposed to be doing. And if other people see that, what if they emulate that? I don't, I don't It makes me uncomfortable. It really does. I can't even watch their stories. It makes me so uncomfortable. Um, especially with the little kids there. Oh, and they're playing with other little kids. Oh, my gosh. There was one, like I said, I reported before, there was one family in New Jersey. Eight of the family members got corona and four died. Serious people. We are, I don't know. I don't know. Whew. It just, it bothers me to see this. And the only thing I'm going to worry about is myself because I can only change myself. Um, yeah. I can only protect myself. I can only, uh, oh, I don't know. Weird. As all of you may know, um, there was a man that his name um, is Ahmad Arbery, Arbery, sorry, and he was murdered while he was jogging. So if you don't know the story, here's the short, short uh, version of it. There was, um, in a mostly white neighborhood, there was, a couple of black people that lived there. Uh, Apparently, there was a man, a black man on video February, in the early part of February that went into somebody's home that may have broken in or something like that. And they have it on video of this black guy coming into a home. And... I think they chased them out or something like that. Something happened where these two guys, it was a retired cop and his son, chased the guy out. He's gone. Then they see another black guy, Ahmad, go to a home that is under construction. Um, he walks in and he looks at it. And he's just like, oh, you know, the home's under construction. It's on video. He's not stealing anything. He's not looking at, he just looks at it for like, I don't know, maybe three minutes. He's just looking at it, just like seeing what's going on. And then he leaves. Um, He's jogging. These two guys see him and say to themselves, oh, he fits the description of the other black guy that they chased the, the, a few days earlier. Ahmad has a cell phone with him. He doesn't have a gun. 
He's got a cell phone. He's wearing a shirt, shorts, sneakers. So they're walking up to him and they're harassing him. And he's like, you know, it's, it's really quick on video. There's no audio, but he was trying to get away. They must have said something that sparked him. He attacked one of them. And the guy pulled out a shotgun and shot him in the street. He fell over dead. This happened in February when it first happened. Oh, we thought he was a suspect. We thought he was somebody that was breaking into home. That's why we stopped him. And he got aggressive with us. That's why he shot. That's why I shot him. So they weren't arrested immediately. The first DA on the case said, I have to recuse myself because this guy, this retired cop, he's a friend of mine. I can't try the case. The second one said, yeah, I know him too. I can't try the case either. Then a couple of days ago, sometime last week, somebody released a video of the entire shooting. It turns out it was recorded by their friend. Their friend said, I wanted to release the video to exonerate my two friends because everyone was giving them death threats saying that they killed this guy in cold butt and they didn't. They had cause. He attacked them. And in the video, you can clearly see Ahmad did not attack them. I guarantee you, because he was walking away, I guarantee you that guy must have called him the N-word or said something to him. And then you see Ahmad attack him. You see Ahmad walk first, forward, and then go back. He must have been called the N-word. That guy wanted to kill him, period, point blank. He wanted to kill him. He did not know that his friend was recording him. His friend released the video. And so now, after seeing the video, a third DA is on the case, arrested both the guy the retired cop and his son, and then also arrested the guy that had the, that recorded the video. I'm happy that they're all three arrested. I'm scared they'll all get off because this video proves that they, to me anyway, it proves to me that they literally wanted to kill this man, period. They were taunting him and waited for him to attack so that they can say, oh, it was self-defense. I had to shoot him. But why are you driving around in a shotgun? You're a retired cop. You know better. What scares me is that if he does this during his retirement, what did he do during his years on the force? Uh, And what did the DA protect him from? That's what scares me. I, I, just shocking. And now they're saying, oh, this footage of Ahmad is uh, very damaging. Um, I guess there's footage that shows Ahmad going into the the uh, construction site and it looks very damaging. Why? It has nothing to do with any, it doesn't have anything to do with the price of tea in China. Him going into the construction site to look around well, you know what? I watch HGTV shows. HG, HGTV is like, I, I watch the pro, all of the Property Brothers shows. I watch Flip or Flop. 
I watch Flipping 101. If I saw a construction site, granted, I probably wouldn't go in and look around, but what if somebody else would just to see what it's like? Like, I don't think he's going to steal anything. Like, you don't have to go in and steal something to just see what, what a real construction site looks like. Maybe you're just curious. But if he doesn't have a weapon, why are you firing? Who are you to kill somebody that isn't doing anything to you? That's not your property. That's not your, um, they're not attacking you. And what, what is really crazy is that Shannon Brown, the football player, was in his home when two strangers said that the front door, the front gate was open, the front door was open. They heard somebody say, come in. They, they saw a for sale sign on the front lawn. And then when Shannon emerged, she had a, a, a gun and, and shot at, at them or towards them. And Shannon got arrested. So I'm confused. These people are defending the home of somebody else and they don't get arrested for all this time, but Shannon is defending his own home and he gets arrested? This doesn't make any sense. And guess what? There's no video whatsoever of Shannon shooting. There's one shell casing they found, yet they arrested Shannon immediately. This is crazy and so backwards. All of you celebrities that posted about Ahmad. I want all you non-celebrities that posted about Ahmad that, that were outraged, that were disgusted, put that same energy toward Nina Pop. Nina Pop was stabbed several times in her apartment. And I don't care if you say, oh, well, she knew the person. There was no break-in. It's not like she was minding her business. That does not matter. Nobody deserves to be murdered in their home. Was she on a date with somebody? I don't know. Could it have been her boyfriend? Could it have been a, a date? Uh, could it have been a best friend? We don't know the situation. The point is a black trans woman was murdered in her home, and nobody is posting about it except one person, one celebrity. Besides the normal celebrities that always post about, um, that are so supportive of the trans community, that are trans themselves. But let me tell you something. I was shocked. I was shocked because and I shouldn't be shocked at this point. Um, I was shocked that Kendrick Sampson, who plays Nathan from Insecure, posted about Nina. That, that like, brought tears to my eyes because he is a cisgender, heterosexual, black man posting about a trans woman. So many times when this happens, people think, oh, that guy's gay. Oh, that guy's into trans. He's just posting because she's one of his people. I freaking love that post. I could only like it once, but I did. Let me tell you. Thank you, Kendrick Sampson. I appreciate you. Um, I, yeah, more, more celebrities need to do that. 
Kim Kardashian will. She sure as shit posted about Amanda. You don't have to pick and choose who you post about. You see somebody that, that died, whether they're black, white, doesn't matter. Added that to your, your social media. Because one person makes a difference. I was on Frank's show, my friend Frank's show last week. I think I talked about it. He said one of his friends was happy that he listened to my podcast, my podcast interview, because he didn't realize the language he was speaking pushed away one of his trans friends. He didn't realize it until he listened to the podcast interview. Like, you never know who you're affecting by, by what you say. So if you, you want to use social media for good, do it the right way. You know what I mean? You want to post about something topical? Do it. Like, but make sure you're, you're being fair to everybody. And it just sucks that Nina isn't getting the same coverage, the same awareness that Ahmad is. And I don't know. I don't want to compare tragedies. I want them to be equal. They need to be equal. In both cases, lives were lost, families were torn apart. And what sucks about having transgender women murdered is that nobody follows up on them. I feel like we hear about it, and then it goes away, and then there's another one, and then it goes away, and then there's another one. And there's never any, like, oh, we've arrested the person, oh, the person's in jail. I never see those follow-ups, and it just drives me nuts. It literally drives me insane. Sorry, I have to stand. Um, I've, I've had this routine where during quarantine, I, I'm i working from home, like I said, but I work at my desk all day. And then afterwards, then I can, you know, I allow myself to sit in my bed. But I've been home, or been home. I've been on vacation uh, last week. And I tried to get out of bed. I tried to move around. I tried to go places just so that I wasn't sitting in my bed all day. And I just got home a little while ago. And I sat in my bed and my, my body's like, oh, no, get up. So, sorry, I'm just totally rambling right now. But um, my Eva Mendez moment. Okay, I am so giddy right now. So yesterday I was, I just decided, you know, okay, I'm not a dirty person, but I like, um, I'm not a hoarder either. I'm a piler. I have piles. So I decided yesterday, all right, let me just like go to each pile in my room and make it nice. So I did. My my room looks spectacular now. Okay. <laughs> just let you know. So... I found this book, these two books. One book is like all about 98 degrees and the other book is about my so-called life. And I must have bought them when I was in college, like reading material to go to for the public transportation because I used to use four buses a day 
Um, sorry, hold on. Sorry, I just got another alert. Um, so I used to travel four buses a day to go to college, and I always went to CVS and I bought books. So there was two books, the 90 Degrees one and the My So-Called Life. And I loved, I was in love with Jeff Timmons, 90 Degrees. I thought, I'm going to marry that guy. I mean, I, I probably thought that about a lot of celebrities, let's, let's be honest. But, um, oh, God, I love Jeff Timmons. And the book told me about him and, of course, all of them, but I was focused on Jeff. I, I really didn't like Nick. I, I thought, yeah, he's okay. But Jeff, oh, he's still in my beating heart. And I loved, loved so-called life. Of course, I identified with Ricky Vasquez, but I also identified with Angela Chase. So I was, like, in between both characters, and I was obsessed with both characters. I hated Jordan Catalano. I wanted her with, um, I forgot Devin Gumbersall's character's name, but I wanted her, I think it was Brian. I wanted her with Brian. Like, I didn't want her with Jordan. I was like, Brian's so cute. Yeah, he's got weird, a weird Jew fro, but he's fucking cute as hell, and you treat her good. So um, I found these two books, and I posted the picture on social media, and I tagged Wilson Cruz and Jeff Timmons in it on Twitter. They both liked the post. <laughs> I was giddy. I literally just, like, giggled, and I showed my sisters. I'm like, oh, my God, you never guess what happened. And they're like, you're such a dork. <laughs> you get a kick out of the dumbest shit. But listen, I really, it feels good to be seen, though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. These are celebrities that do practice social distancing and all that good. So I'm okay following them. And my, of course, he's not a new crush, but I just recently started following him. Travis Van Winkle, he's always like, everything I, I post about him, he likes, so... He actually is very, very good about wearing his mask and social distancing, and I'm really proud of him. He actually, I, I don't know why he did this. He was driving, and I guess he saw a gas station, and he was like, oh, I'm at E. I'll keep going. I'll find another one soon. Yeah, he ran out of gas. And he, like, had his little social uh, social distancing mask, his face mask on, and his dog. And I'm like, what would possess you not to pull into the gas station? Like, gas is, like, $1.80 right now, number one. And number two, you're on E, dude. Come on. But forgive him. He's blonde. Just let it go, guys. He's, he's blonde. He's pretty. No, I'm just kidding. He's going to kill me for that. If he's even listening. Don't send this to him. Um... And then I was watching uh, The Locker Room with Alan Locker. Again, I know I've mentioned it before. He is talking to different, actually. Now, at first it was just as well in terms of guiding light, but now he's expanded it. Different former soap stars from all the other defunct soaps. And he's just having conversations with them about their memories about the soaps and stuff like that. And recently he had 
one of my favorites. I haven't told anybody I crushed on him because nobody even freaking knows him. He's a good character actor, though, but I feel like he should be bigger than he is. He's a really good actor. His name is Mark Collier. <laughs> it's so funny, like, to, like, see somebody on TV and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, Mark is so cute. He's about 5'10", five, 5'11", five, dark brown hair, always cut perfectly. He's got muscles. He's really attractive. Um, I think he's, like, in his late 40s. Still looks freaking amazing. And, you know, your impression is, oh, he's definitely married with kids. He's not. And then he's like, um, Alan goes, yeah, this is uh, Mark's first Zoom or anything. He's like, yeah, I just recently got rid of my flip phone a couple of years ago. I'm like, wait, what? And it's just you have this image about somebody, and they totally blow it out of the water when you have, like, a real conversation with them or you listen to them. You're just like, you are nothing like I thought you were. That's interesting. So, yeah. So my shout-out is to Alan Locker. If you go on YouTube, look up the Locker Room, L-O-C-H-E-R, Room. Um, love the play on words. He's, that's, that's crafty. Um, look him up on YouTube, and you can see As the World Turns, Guiding Light. He's done a few people from All My Children. He did, the, he did an interview with Susan Lucci, y'all. Oh, um, One Life to Live. Did he do them? I think he's doing them soon. Um, Another World he's done. I, I'm just so blown away by hearing who these people really are. They're nothing like their characters. And it's just so fun and, ugh. Oh, it made me actually go down the rabbit hole and I started watching some of the defunct shows. I actually watched Guiding Light God, from the best years of Guiding Light for me, not for my mom. My mom would be the 80s, but for me it would be April 97 to August 2000. It was written by um, the, the head writers at that time were James Harmon Brown and Barbara Estenson, and they blew that show out of the water. They brought back um, older characters. They mixed in new characters. They, oh gosh, they, they did so much. And the thing that really gets me is they when they brought back, or excuse me, when they created new characters, you are going to see some of the biggest talent on that show. Like, Jesse Lee Sofer was a character they created. He, he was on there. Um, that was his first uh, acting role, and then he went on and on the world turns after that. Um, what's her name? What's her name? Um, she played Judy. Uh, Tammy Blanchard was on there. Uh, Sharon Leo, who went on to do Dreamgirls. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, Tay Diggs was on there. Like, so many. And I was just like, wow. And they actually, 
the character of Annie on Guiding Light was this sweet, nice nurse who was in love with Josh, the main character, with the previous head writer. Well, they flipped the script and made her fucking nuts. The woman woman, Annie, and she's one of the most memorable characters in Guiding Light history after they took over. And it's just like, wow. Ugh, I missed that. And so I've been, like, going down the rabbit hole of that. I just completed season five of Shit's Creek, so now I'm on season six. Um, those shows are really dangerous because they're only, like, 21 minutes long, and you just fly through them. I actually had to rewatch the end of season five this, um, just a few minutes ago because I forgot I watched it. And I was like, what the hell? I, I, I must have been distracted or something. Um, Dead to Me season two, I had to... I had to binge watch, which was so good. Season one was good. And it's funny because that show, you're just like, okay, where could they go with this? And then they go somewhere else and you're like, holy mama. Um, trying to think what else I was watching. Uh, oh, I'm still binging Outlander. When I get done with Shit's Creek... Then I'm going to go back to Outlander. I actually stopped binge-watching Buffy and The Sopranos. I remember everything that happened there. I'm just going to move on to shows I haven't watched. Um, I might go down the rabbit hole again and watch maybe As It Will Turn, maybe. Um, it's just so funny because when I was watching Dying Light, I was like, this is good. But watching it now, like comparatively speaking, it is fucking amazing. If this show was airing right now, that would be the number one show. With the Annie thing, oh my gosh. Like, this girl, Annie, I'm sure most of you are not Guy Light fans. But imagine this. So this girl, Annie, was obsessed with this guy, Josh. She just... He thought that the love of his life was dead, so he moved on with her, and she was a nurse, and she saved him in a Fifth Street fire, so she's kind of the new mom to his kids, and she's in love with Josh, and they're together, and then his, his wife shows up in a, uh, another town called Goshen. I think it was Goshen, Connecticut, and she's Amish. She doesn't remember anything about her past life. And she wants to make sure that she stays there because, you know, if she comes back, her and Josh will automatically be together. So she comes back, but she doesn't remember anything. And she finally remembers everything. And Annie's, like, beside herself. And she's just like, you know, Reva took my whole life away. And I, she had a miscarriage because she was pregnant with Josh's kid. And she's just like, I can't have this. I can't have them be together. So what she did was she um, got into an argument with Reva and she cornered Reva up the stairs and Reva was looking down on her and she's like, Reva, don't push me. And she's like, what? So she took Reva's hand, put it on her shoulder and fell backwards. And everybody that was down there, because it was like a party or something, everybody that was down there thought Reva pushed her. And she's like, oh. Reva pushed me. And so Reva got, like, put in jail because the baby's now dead. 
But the kicker is the medical professional couldn't say she had a miscarriage because of HIFA laws. So Annie was spinning it. The baby's dead. Like, Reva pushed me and killed my baby. That was what she spun it with. So Reva's about to go, you know, um, she's about to get sent in. And the truth comes out. And Annie just, like, falls apart on the witness stand. And she's just like, ah. And then she doubles over in pain. They give her a hysterectomy. So now she can't even have a kid. Oh, my God. It was just so fucking amazing. She won an Emmy for that. And I was just like, wow, this show is crazy and better. And guess what? They, re- they brought back an older character. Um, there's a main villain on the show named Roger Thorpe. And they brought back his son, Hart Jessup, who happened to be played by a completely unknown Frank Grillo of the Purge fame. And that's where he met his wife, um, Wendy Muniz, who, would, who had already been on there like a year or two. She was fucking killing it. She played this girl whose mom gave her up for adoption, and she just had a chip on her shoulder ever since. Her mom was like, I was too young to have a kid but I always thought of you. I always wanted to be around you. They had settled things years ago, but Dinah came back with a chip on her shoulder, and Wendy was phenomenal. Wendy Nunez is one of the most underrated actresses in the business. That woman, oh, again, I went down the rabbit hole, and just like, so Cass, um, Reva's sister, Annie decided to torture Reva even more. She found out that Reva's mom had a baby out of wedlock and gave the baby up because Reva grew up poor, like dirt poor. And Annie pretended to be Reva's sister so that Reva could feel bad about everything. And then Reva found out Annie's not her sister. So this girl, Cassie, comes to town. And Annie knows that Cassie is actually Reva's sister. And Cassie happens to get close to heart. So Dinah is, like, pissed off. Wendy Nunez is so pissed off that, you know, this tall, leggy blonde with big curly hair is hitting on her boyfriend. When actuality, it wasn't. It was just a series of coincidences that, you know, Cassie was drunk and dancing on a table and heart saved her and Dinah wasn't having it. And they just had this one scene in the bathroom where they were arguing. I was like, jeez, Wendy. You deserve a fucking Emmy. She never even was nominated for an Emmy. I don't get it. I think someone had it out for Wendy Nunez because that woman can act herself out of the paper bag. She is so fucking amazing. I will go on record and say it. This show was on right now. It's the hottest show on daytime. People around the world would be talking about it right now because the drama and the... And they had another character. Her name was Abby, Abigail. She was in Goshen with Reva, and, she, and Reva treated her like a daughter. Well, she actually moved from Goshen and left her whole family to go with Reva. She fell in love with a doctor, but she was deaf. And she wound up getting a cochlear implant into her ear. So she, she said, I want to hear my boyfriend, Rick. I want to hear you tell me you love me. And when she got her cochlear implant, there was not a dry eye anywhere in soap world because she listened to the sound of a tissue coming out of a box. 
And it was just like, holy shit, this show is amazing. Oh, oh. Oh, I need to I need to just keep doing what I'm doing. I was told that we're on lockdown, work from home till July, so do you time to watch the mold soap operas? But oh, anyway, that's my spiel. I wanna give a shout out to all the people that aren't physically with their mothers, whether their mothers have passed whether their mothers are in a different state when they can't see their mother, their mother is in another country, whatever the case may be, shout out to you. Because you need a little bit of love right now. You need a big hug. And no matter what your situation is with your mom, whether it's good or bad, know that you are here for a reason. And I just want you to know that you're important. That's all. I don't want to name any names. I don't want to call anybody out. I just want people that aren't with their moms to know that they are loved by their mom and by me. I love you. Whatever. Um, I put on Instagram that I'll be people's moms. I don't care. Yeah, I'll be your mom. I just, I expect boyfriend or girlfriend approval. And next year, I want a damn good Mother's Day gift. And I better get a good birthday gift, too. Just saying. Well, that's all that I've got. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next time. Thank you all for listening. I really, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. I do this, I don't want to say I do it for fun. It is fun, but... I'm not getting paid to do this, but I like doing it. I like talking, and I like being able to connect with people. People have reached out to me through social media because of something they heard on the show. It's amazing. And I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I love you. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, for being an integral part of the show's growth. And, yeah, stay safe, hug each other from a distance, and in the words of Ellen DeGeneres, be kind to one another. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Bye now. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.